0: Hello, you are listening to Action Research Global Conversations. My name is Lania Rademacher and I am the chair of the Action Research Special Interest Group of the American Educational Research Association for 2020 through 2022. In this podcast, we hope to feature those who are passionate about action research and we hope to include action researchers from around the globe. Thank you for listening. This morning, I'm very excited because we have a couple of people who are from the uh, University of Houston, and they are in charge of the Action Research in Communities program at the U of H, which is a collaborative effort supported by the Cougar Initiative to engage in the Office of Undergraduate Research and Major Awards. ARC offers exceptional undergraduates the opportunity to conduct faculty-mentored action research based on service projects in the greater Houston community. Selected students receive $1,500 scholarships and spend the academic year researching issues facing their community in order to develop actionable steps for improvement. Ben Rader, one of our guests, is the director of the Office of Undergraduate Research and Major Awards at the University of Houston. In addition to his primary responsibilities advising students on national fellowships, Ben manages the Houston Scholars Program and teaches professional development courses at U of H. Brittany McLeod is the Associate Director for the Office of Undergraduate Research and Major Awards at the University of Houston. She oversees the Summer Undergraduate Research Fellowship, Provost's Undergraduate Research Scholarship, Action Research in Communities, and Senior Honors Thesis Program at U of H and coordinates the annual undergraduate research day. Welcome to both of you. I'm very excited to hear you talk about this program. Undergraduate research is near and dear to my heart because one of my own children um, participated in undergraduate research in her um, uh, undergraduate program. And it was, it was hugely developmental for her uh, and for her work that she continues to this day. So I guess my first question is, uh, how did you both get started in action research?
1: Well, first off, thank you for having us, Linnea, um, and and letting us be part of this podcast today and talk a little bit more about the ARC program at the University of Houston. So I think that we we both kind of came to this, um, I think, from similar angles. So um, Brittany, I think, can also talk about her particular angle. But for, for my own purposes in national fellowships and major awards, I, I came to this from the point of view of seeing kind of how students later on in their academic careers um, applying for certain awards that maybe had both a research and a service component in them um, sort of failed to bring together these two topics in many ways or they um, they were doing activities that didn't necessarily speak to each other. And so, in particular, working with our Udall candidates, working with our Truman candidates, uh, we were able to see pretty quickly that we needed to talk to students a little bit more about how can you start to merge some of your interests um, in these two areas? How can you get an understanding of a specific issue or subject maybe that's relevant to to Houston, to the university, to society at large? That will allow you not just to understand what's going on on the ground, um, which you're already doing in some sense, but will also give you a better understanding of a larger academic or theoretical kind of um, Understanding of a given issue. And so um, that's kind of how I came into it's maybe more from the sort of end of students academic careers and trajectories and kind of knowing that this is something that we should really be addressing a lot earlier.
2: Yeah, and, and so whenever I came into this, I started thinking about how can students start pulling these things together, um, but I had students in the office and who were applying to programs that were very focused on research um, and had some experience in service, but they would just talk about that as volunteer experience. They would say, yeah, I was passionate about it. I was excited about it, um, but, you know, this is what I care about. And, you know, because it has to do with my career and things like that. And I thought, well, there have to be students who are so passionate about where they are volunteering that that's something they want to do in their career. And they need to have a better understanding of the issues that communities are facing if that's something that they hope to go into. Um, And so that's really where my focus came from in it. And it's a bonus that helps students pull things together in a way that, opens other opportunities later on. Um, I'm also thinking about how we can get more students involved with undergraduate research. Um, A lot of students, when they hear about it, think that it's mostly in STEM disciplines. Um, And with ARC, we're able to see more students who are focused in other areas like education, public health, um, and, and disciplines like that. So it's another way that we can reach more students as well
0: yeah i think uh that merging of service learning and action research is a perfect blending because um oftentimes uh i hear similar things that research is this uh academy thing and service is the the thing you do volunteering and in the community and uh, it's predetermined where i think Something like participatory action research can be a a uh, partnership between the community and and the student, which is a really beautiful merging. I kind of remember a professor saying to me in my doc program that um, As I was leaning towards this type of research that uh, you know, and I got a PhD from a research one institution that research is is not about advocacy and I I just kind of mold that around in my head as I finished my work and got more into action research. And she came to me years later and said, I get it now. I get it. Uh, and so I think the get it part is that you could, that people can conduct rigorous, meaningful research with community members to make actionable change. So uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about your perspective on, um, uh, how your experiences with action research contributed to what happened in the program Um, i think a lot of times we forget how our own experiences led into this so so tell us a little bit about your own experiences if you have them with action research or what 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 was your impetus um for investigating and using action research in this program
1: so i think that um mine in this case would be probably the fact that, um, you know, we work at a really interesting university. We're we're located in in Houston's Third Ward, um, and a lot of our students are first-generation students. They're students from underrepresented backgrounds. The University of Houston is a minority-serving institution. It's a Hispanic-serving institution, and so we just through getting to know our students have a lot of really powerful conversations about um, challenges and issues that they see in their daily lives in a city that's growing pretty rapidly, which will soon surpass Chicago Chicago as the third largest city in the country, um, which was recently featured in a book by the Kinder Institute. Uh, A faculty member there is one of kind of like a you know, the issues that Houston faces are the issues that the whole countries are gonna face pretty soon. And, uh, you know, so we we have students that are really kind of seeing a a changing society, a changing America. And I think that, you know, having discussions with students about whether it's environmental issues, accessibility to healthcare, education, um, you name it. And these are the kinds of students that have applied for the program that have even been accepted to the program. Hearing about that and knowing that we could put them on a path where they could make a difference long term to addressing some of this was, at least for me, a really big motivating factor in this. And giving them the tools to start thinking about, okay, you know, how could I, even after I graduate from the University of Houston, continue to contribute to not just an academic conversation, but maybe also uh, my, my actual community? And like you said, you're bringing those things together and, and not sort of seeing them as mutually exclusive entities. So I think the nature of our student body and our location in, in the city of Houston was really important for me.
2: I, I want to go back to the point that you made. Um, research, to me, in a lot of cases, is advocacy. Um, you know, you don't undergo all of that work just for yourself. You know, you're conducting research so that you can solve problems and make the world a better place. Um, And so whenever I have students come in and are really stuck on a topic or trying to find a program to apply to in our office, I ask them, you know, if budget was not an issue, personnel, you know, none of those things and logistics, what problem in the world would you like to solve? You know, and that's where we start the conversation about narrowing down a topic and what kind of faculty mentor might best serve that and equipping them with skills and and knowledge um, that they need. Um, And so that kind of started for me a few years ago um, when I started thinking about underrepresented students in college who, you know, maybe are the first from their families to pursue a bachelor's degree Um, or are in very challenging majors and and are just struggling in those disciplines um, and starting to figure out why those issues persist for those students and then what policies can be revised or put in place, what programs can be put in place to better support those students um, and, and how can we make that happen in a way that makes sense for both students and the institutions that they're at Um, And so that's where my interest in action research got started.
0: Um, I love that. I love that you're you're talking about advocacy, you're talking about problem solving, you're talking about making the world a better place. Um, I think about participatory action research and I think about the idea that, um, you know, at research one institutions, there is an assumption, um, maybe not so much as there was 40 years ago but there is an assumption that research is done by researchers um, not by the common person Uh, I I don't happen to subscribe to that and um, my writing partner and I have um, worked hard to write about uh, the capability of everyone to solve problems and given the right tools they can do that so you're working with undergrads who are obviously novice researchers. And when they go out into these communities and find these problems, one of the issues is that a problem a student identifies um, may not be the problem, the specific focus problem that the community wants. Have you ever run into that kind of uh, uh, t- entanglement where the community is like, we don't, we don't want you to do that, or we think the problem looks a little bit different and we'd like to work together with you to solve this problem in this way?
1: So I think that, um, so this is the the first year, the, the launch of this our specific program, but I can kind of anecdotally comment on the fact that we've had a number of students who in conversations for their applications this year when working um, with community members and also talking to a faculty mentor, I think that in initial conversations, they thought the entry point into this was gonna be one thing, but then already, even in the process of applying, actually kind of got feedback in a way that that you were just saying, Linnea, where it was sort of like, well, actually, this is what we would really like to know. And you know, to, to even see that that's happening in the application process before some of this is even starting is really it's really quite. I think again, it gets back to that sort of thinking about what's the larger discussion that's really affecting the thing that you're working on. And and, and just in conversations with the folks that we that, that applied and that were accepted um, to the program, you could sort of see or hear a light bulb kind of turning on in their minds that ah okay, you know even already through this process of just having some cursory discussions with people, like I can tell that there's actually more to this or than I had initially anticipated. And I think that kind of goes back to Brittany's point about, we have a lot of students who come to us and say, I wanna help people. Um, it's kind of probably one of the most generic lines that we get um, as I think stu- uh, advisors, but um, you know, how do you do that? What does that look like uh, in, a, in a more sort of practical form? And, that this is a way for them to see that and to learn that uh, and hear it from different voices as well, which I think is really helpful. Uh, Just like you said, in the community, but also from people who do research this uh, in a professional way.
2: Yeah, like Ben said, we we talked to students about their plans um, before they submitted an application. And there were a couple, I remember one who had such a well thought out and detailed plan, and then said, but I'm gonna have to take this to the state to make this happen. And I said, okay, well, we wanna focus on a local level right now, you know, for, for the purpose of this program and think about kind of the ripple effect that this project could have across the community. And then how could that impact, you know, on a more regional or statewide scale um you know but for the the focus of this let's stay here let's keep it tight and and focus on where this needs to go in our communities um, and then there was another student who who i had a zoom call with and said i really just want to learn more about this i don't think i can apply um, you know i'm a little anxious about it i uh, don't really have a lot of research experience and there's a lot of reassuring undergraduate students that mm-hmm. the experts themselves were beginners at one point, you know, everyone has to start somewhere by asking some kind of question. Um, And so working with undergraduate researchers, it's really important to validate them, you know, and making sure that they understand that they have something to contribute, that they can help build that knowledge um, as well. So I'm just really excited that we get to do that through a program like this.
0: Yes, teaching, uh, young students, and I'm assuming most of them are in the 18 to 19-year-old range or 20-year-old range, that they can create knowledge and they can contribute to action in the world is, is not only a wonderful experience in general, but I think about, at, you know, as someone who teaches in a leadership program, how great this is in terms of teaching them about leadership. That you know that leadership is not just about my plan and what I want to do, but you've got to work with your constituents, whether it's a community or it's an institution or it's uh, politically in government or it's a community. You have to work with them to find and solve problems. So, talk a little bit about your hopes for this pro program and what um, what you hope students come away with. Uh, from working with a faculty mentor, from conducting research, creating knowledge, from being out in the community, what do you what do you hope to see?
1: That's a great question. So I, I think that we, first off, hope on the part of the students that they really get to meet a lot of different partners that can play a role in. Um, addressing the issue that's at the subject of their, of their research and their service and, and understanding how these things overlap, understanding that um, you know, there's just not a, a, one, a one kind of solution fits all type of thing, that it takes uh, collaboration and communication, cultural sensitivity, among many other things, that they're able to learn things like that just through the process of doing it. But I, I also hope that it, it leads to a, um, a, a renewed commitment to the community that they live and research and work in. Um, because a lot of our students are from this area, they will stay in this area most likely afterwards. And, and Houston does have a lot of, of needs. And, and, and I think that if we can be putting people out there who are developing a commitment to this now, and will continue to do that through graduate school and in their professional careers, then that can go a lot farther than some of the other um, types of co-curricular programs that are out there. That makes this far more high impact. And it'd be, I hope that in, in 10 years, we can look back and say, oh, you know, this was a student that we supported for this project. And now they're working for the city of Houston, or they're working for Harris County, or they're working for a nonprofit, or they're 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 working as academics in this particular capacity, on the same issue that they started with through ARC. And if if that's if that happens with at least just one student, I think that would really validate the entire the entire program.
2: I would like to echo everything that Ben just said. Um, you know, my hope is that students um, have a meaningful experience in ARC that they go beyond just checking in with their faculty. Um, on a weekly or bi-weekly basis to say, yeah, I'm keeping up with this. I hope they have meaningful conversations with the professors. I hope that they meet more professors and and researchers through this um, and that it's not just something that looks fantastic on their resume. Um, I'm hoping that students discover, you know, that they enjoy the research process through this Um, beyond just learning that there are so many uh, different types of research out there. There are some students who applied who hadn't heard of action research before this, and so I'm happy that that they even know this now, that it's something that um, they're interested in and now um, select few get to pursue um, through the program. Um, And then in terms of with the community, I've met students in my work that have been on campus, gone to class, gone to work, and never gotten involved with the community that they are in, um, that they are spending four to six years in. Um, and, and that's disappointing to me. Um, and so my hope is that through ARC, students will have the opportunity to kind of um, view what's happening in the world around them. You know, we, we are bombarded with things on the news about, you know, on a national and global level, But sometimes we don't pay attention to what's happening locally. And so, my hope is that students gain a better understanding of what's happening and, you know, closer to home for them um, and think about ways that they can contribute to solving the issues there. Because some of the larger programs, it or, you know, problems, it can feel really intimidating to figure out how to solve those. But closer to home, it feels a little bit less intimidating sometimes. Uh, to take on those types of issues so i hope students feel empowered through arc um, and doing things like that
0: i love that empowering or having them be self-empowered to to take charge of their life and their communities and what's going on i love that i want to switch gears a little bit because the other variable in this of course is faculty mentors and so um you know i've been working in action research teaching it teaching designing courses and um, directing action research projects for mm, probably 15 years Um, and uh, some faculty don't know what it is some think it's research light some think it's not research tell me a little bit about your experience about um, bringing this to the faculty community what kind of reception you have and what kind of support you've had from them
1: I think that the support that we've had has mostly been positive uh, because I think that students have sort of, they've or the faculty have seen the enthusiasm on behalf of the students who are approaching them with their projects and talking a little bit more about what they want to do. And for a lot of faculty, they're already researching in specific areas that their students are also wanting to investigate more. They might even have projects running currently. And so to see that there are other undergraduates that want to help them in this process that are interested in doing this, I think it provides a level of validation, certainly in terms of what they're doing. Um, but it also, it's, it's another way for them to continue to work on a project that they might be interested in. And so um, we've, we've been really fortunate in the fact that we've reached out to some community partners to get suggestions about who could be uh, particularly um, a suitable faculty for mentorship positions with this program. Um, we've had students who have been, through the process of applying, have just simply had to communicate more with faculty about what their goals are and what action research is. And so far, the the reception that we've gotten, I think, from faculty has been pretty, pretty good, actually, to this. And so I think that our, our faculty is excited that students really want to take their research off campus in many ways and look at some of the bigger bigger picture issues that are taking place in the city of Houston. Because that's where a lot of their work is focused as well. So there's a nice sort of synergy, a nice overlap.
2: Yeah, I would agree. There were a couple of faculty who reached out to me and said, I just want to make sure that this is within the scope of action research. And I really appreciated them um, asking and confirming that and and wanting to learn more about the process. really excited to be working with more faculty because throughout the year um, I have students come to our office and we go through different faculty bios and talk about what their research interests are and how they might align with the students interests and goals Uh, and I've come across a lot of UH faculty who are interested in issues that impact the community and so Those were the faculty that students weren't getting as involved with in some cases, and I wasn't sure why. Um, And now I'm really excited that they are are being selected um, as faculty mentors for ARC. It gives an opportunity for more faculty to get involved just as much as it does to get more students from other disciplines involved. Um, And so, like Ben said, it's been a really positive experience so far.
0: So so tell me a little bit about the design of the program. Once you have a, a student project and they're paired with a faculty mentor, do they have um, ongoing training in action research or do you leave that on the faculty shoulders or how does that work and do they meet regularly and, and uh, what does the program look like for those who might be interested in replicating this at their own site?
2: So I'd be happy to to talk about that a little bit more um, so the students were actually notified at 6 a.m. today whether they were selected oh, well, or wonderful. not. Um, and so really excited. Um, already have a few emails and acceptances of their awards. Um, either late this week or early next week, we will have a workshop on um, submitting IRB um, because some of these projects do you know, include human subjects. And so we will have a training on What is IRB and why is it important to have that and and how to submit um, with your faculty mentors guidance. A lot of the students had no idea what IRB was and so they're going to get training on that. Um, And then we're also going to have someone come in and talk about their research in the communities, probably in early to mid October Um, and so I'm trying for at least once a month having someone come in to talk about their research and how it impacts the community and how they got started with that. Um, And then also just a monthly check in with the students and seeing how things are going. Um, By November 20th, I expect kind of a short reflective essay on how things have gone in the first couple of months in the program. Um, They have been asked to develop kind of a communication plan with their faculty mentors whether that's a weekly basis they're meeting or biweekly. I don't want it to be monthly. You know, I want them to have that you know, frequent communication with them um, because this is kind of a newer endeavor for some of the students. Um, and then as they're going through and, and collecting data, probably in the spring semester, they'll be refining a research paper that will be submitted um, to a review committee in April And they'll get to present their findings and present an action plan. And they can request an additional, you know, mini grant of up to $750, which isn't a lot, but some students have pointed out that it can help, um, you know, pay for some educational materials to go out into the community and things like that. Um, The students will also present their work at Undergraduate Research Day in the spring. um, And they'll have a lot of opportunities to showcase what they've done. And, and try to take it to the next step if they'd like to. Um, I will also be encouraging students to help with recruitment for the following year to f- maybe find somebody to you know, pick up where they left off and really continue that cycle um, into the next year. Uh, and so really looking forward to this first year. I know we will learn a lot and probably refine as we go, um, But but. The main thing is just making sure that we have that contact with students and that they have kind of the training and support they need to.
1: Yeah and I, I think that the, all the students were also asked as part of their application process to include a research plan, a timeline about what they wanted to do for their projects. And I think that one of the things they're probably gonna learn, um, just like we're going to learn about the program itself this year is that research certainly is not always going to be a linear process and that there are likely to be changes in in what their plans are and how they undergo their project. So that's also something that we're looking forward to seeing them learning in action uh, throughout the course of the year and then how to adjust and how to problem solve and how to troubleshoot some of these things uh, I think that's where a lot of the growth will also come in as well.
0: Yeah, I think that the flexibility uh, is an important part of learning about research. I think that's that's pretty exciting. Um, I uh, I was thinking back to my daughter's uh, uh, participation in undergraduate research and, and the project itself was so exciting and being able to do that working with a faculty mentor. But you talked, Brittany, about um, presenting, uh, which can be a little daunting, and it was you know, for her as well. But what was interesting, um, because we went to the, the presentation Undergraduate Research Days at her college, uh, and it wasn't just faculty, it was community members. It was uh, board members from the school. It was uh, community leaders who came and they were fascinated by her project. And she found that to be in and of itself interesting and motivating to find that it wasn't just of interest to her, but that she got to uh, give her little elevator speech to all of these people in the community and it, it spurred her on to do more. Um, and so uh, I think that also is a, is a great opportunity for students to realize this isn't just something within the university confines, but this has broader uh, connections.
1: I think you bring up a great point. And one of the, the other really great things about that is that she had the opportunity to speak to different audiences. And so as as students, I think, when doing something like research, the goal or at the forefront of everyone's mind is how do I talk to um, academics about this? Or how do, I, how do I explain this in academic terms? But to be able to talk to community partners, to be able to talk to peers about what you're doing um, and understand that there are different audiences that's really important as well. And I think that that's something that can really come out of the program too when the students are presenting in April. Very
0: important. Go ahead, Brittany. Did you have something you wanted to add to that?
2: Um, No, thank you. (laughs)
0: Uh, I I, I think also that one of the things that interests me so much is, and I've said this a little bit before, but, realizing that we all can be knowledge creators um and in your other uh, research programs that you've directed and now this one is brand new you said you haven't quite started yet you just announced awards uh are there expectations for the students to work with community leaders in their settings to um help them understand that they are helping to create this knowledge and for it to be a a participatory inclusive process in terms of what data do we collect? What, what types of questions do we ask in interviews? Um, who should we survey? Uh, all of those questions. I think that's a difficult uh, I think that's a difficult hill for a lot of seasoned researchers to get over that. Well, I'm going to ask the expert researchers what my materials and instruments should consist of instead of are these questions understandable to the people in my setting? and how do I figure that out, you know, those kinds of things.
2: Yeah, I I spoke with a student probably two weeks ago now who had already started talking to a couple of community partners about what was going to go into her survey. Um, And she said, I really didn't know where to start, so I asked them what information would be most helpful to them. And I said, that's good, that's a good place to start. So, Um, you know, she's, she's working on IRB and, and that's great. And so I do expect students to be communicating with, with their community partners about what they need, you know, a lot of these students, they are coming up with these projects and the questions they want to ask based on personal experience with these community partners and their own observations of different people in the communities. Um, and so, They're not pulling questions from a textbook and they're not just asking their mentor, what do I need to ask? They are pulling from their own experiences and they're expected to work with those community partners to build that as well.
1: I think that's generally something that we try to encourage students to do when doing mentored research is that You're not going to a faculty member per se and prescribing to them. This. These are the questions that I'm going to ask. And this is what I'm going to do. Rather to make it more of a conversation in the first place. But this is certainly a little different because there's more stakeholders that a student is dealing with in, in, in their in the research and the service that they're doing. And so I think you know, even more so than some of the other programs that we have, uh, the fact that they're talking to community leaders and not just academics will really force them to listen a little bit more and mm-hmm. to, to really tailor their research in a way that will serve everybody. And so I think that's one of the real strengths of this program and why it's, it's a unique part of the other research programs that we offer and kind of stands alone in that regard, because it does have that sort of listening and talking to community partners aspect to it.
0: Love that. Uh, Well, as we're coming to the close of our time today, I want to give you both the last words. What would you like our listeners to know about Action Research or the ARC program or um, your hopes for this program for students?
1: I think my my biggest hope for this is, and what, what I hope that other other people who are considering action research at their community, or their campuses would be, is you know giving the students the opportunity to make a difference uh, in in their communities and really encouraging them to go out into their communities and maybe kind of coming back to your question about what personally drove me or motivated me to get interested in some of this was my undergraduate experience was at a campus where um there were definitely service programs and there was un- there were undergraduate research programs but there was maybe a bit of a reticence to go out into the community and to be part of the community and to serve the community and and i hope that by really taking part in this program students will want to really do that and they'll want to take their research and their service to, to a new level, um, because we've had people who are interested in research, we've had people who are interested in service, and to really seek out ways that they can create long-term impacts and relationships between the university themselves and the community. And I think when all of those groups work together, that that's really the special part about the action, action research component and about the ARC program in particular.
2: I think a lot of our students are really socially aware. And I'm hoping that through ARC, they have a better understanding of their position in the world, and the ways that they can contribute. And and how exactly to do that? It's it's not a lone wolf endeavor, you know, making positive change and, and figuring out why things are the way they are. What has been tried? What's worked? What hasn't worked? You know, what can we do next? I really just want students to have a better understanding of not only who they are and what their knowledge base is, but how to expand that, how to expand their network um, and, and how they can contribute in a positive way that is fulfilling to them.
0: Thank you. Thank you both for joining me today. Uh, this has been very exciting to hear about. Um, I always love undergraduate research and getting students involved in not only the service learning component, but the the research part and, and blending those two in a, a perfect merge. Uh, and I wish you both well in this program as you continue throughout the year.
1: Thank keep you, Lydia. Keep,
0: keep yeah, me posted on how it goes. I really want to know.
2: Of course.